Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Cool Zone Media. Hi everyone, it's James, future James, and I'm coming to you to add a little message to this podcast that was recorded by past James last week. I just wanted you to know that I have included a record-setting podcast description with links to lots of the products we spoke about, a little bit more information and on all the, uh, the different metrics that I, that I included for choosing things. And so you should be able to find that whatever podcast downloader that you're using. If you just look at the description of this podcast. It is very long, uh, but you should be able to find links to lots of the things I spoke about there and a few other products, which I think are good value if you are interested in getting yourself some clothing. All right. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to It Could Happen Here. Podcast that I'm enthusiastically introducing for the third time uh, because I've just sounded so half-assed uh, the, the first two times that I've made myself do it again. I'm joined by my friend and your friend Shireen Lani Yunus. Hi, Shireen. Hi. That was lovely to witness. Thank yeah, wasn't that. it great? That's yeah. I, po- I really put on my podcasting boots and uh, you know went yeah. back to the podcasting phase to uh, do another day in the podcast minds. It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for having me. Uh, happy to be here. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's all I have to say. <laughs> As you can tell, it's two content creators who are excited to create content. I'm glad we're not on Twitch. We would fucking we would be uh, we'd be in the poorhouse. Oh yeah, you know, it's like eight hour streams. Can't do it. All right, so we're not here to talk to talk about how uh, uh, how how we've been in the podcast minds for too long today. We are here to talk about uh, clothing in the cold. Why are we talking about this? Because right now it's it's record cold all across the US. It's very, very cold um, because I've been spending a lot of time outside, both helping drop water for migrants crossing the border, helping out in Nakumba, and uh, over the holidays just like doing my recreation stuff in the mountains that I like to do. And I think that like, I guess education, I, I guess a lot of people have been aggressively marketed at about what to wear when they're outdoors, be that people who are working or people who are recreating. And I think it's good to have a little bit of clarity around it, especially um, as we're entering, like, this might be the worst winter of our lives. It might also be the best winter of the rest of our lives, right? Climate change is making more and more people exposed to more and more extreme weather all over the world. So I want to talk a little bit about the stuff I've learned uh, in 30 something years of playing outside. Uh, about how to stay warm in the cold. Um, so that's what we're going to do. I've got this broken down. Like I think the really important thing to think about when you are picking your outfit uh, is obviously having <laughs> having all your colors match. Uh, it's very important. Uh, but more than that, it's like thinking about um, thinking about your outfit as a system rather than as a series of individual things. And I think this is where like the way outdoor companies market is really bad. They'll be like, oh yeah, this jacket is badass and it's warm and it's waterproof and, and it's windproof and it, and it's also breathable. And like, that's, you probably would be much better off with three cheaper jackets in one very, very expensive jacket. Mm, um, interesting. Specifically, I guess I've seen a lot of people come a cropper when their very single jacket gets wet, right? And then you either got one layer or you commit to wearing a, a wet jacket. Um, 
So we're going to talk about the different parts of your clothing system, what you should look for, and uh, why you should pick certain things. I'll try and recommend things that are cheap as well, because I know that money is hard to come by and uh, the world seems to be constantly trying to extract money from us. So uh, this system's based on, do you know who Mark Twight is, Shireen? No, I don't know who Mark Twight is, but I'm looking at the same document you are, and I read his mm-hmm. name maybe six times, and every time it was Mark Twain, and I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's Mark Twain. <laughs> Legendary mountaineer Mark Twain. This <laughs> uh, is uh, equally good for, you know, if you're going on a boat down the Mississippi River or climbing a mountain. Yes, exactly. But no, I don't know who Mr. Okay. Twight is. Mr. Twight's a famous mountaineer. He's good at climbing mountains. Wow, that's cool. That's cool to be famous for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a, a boy can dream. Like maybe, maybe in another life, uh, I'll, I'll not have to podcast. And I'll just be able to raise fluffy animals and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and climb, climb in the mountains. Sheep. Yeah, that that is the dream. Uh, you know, every every every, uh, every time I don't want to sit down and write my book and think about the amount of livestock I could possibly purchase if I sell lots of uh, lots of books. A beautiful dream. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, one day. one day. Talking of sheep, actually, let's talk about base layers because um, one of the things they can be made out of, Shireen, is wool from sheep. Nice. That was good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am a professional podcast guy. So your base layer is the thing you wear next to your skin, right? And a lot of people, I think, this is where like, people say, have you heard the phrase cotton kills? No. No, yeah, you've not heard that. Okay. I have not heard that. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're making an episode about this because, like, most of the things I've learned about keeping warm have just been like things I've heard. You know what I mean? I've never like yeah. researched what actually will help me or what will help other people because I think, like, even like when you provide, when you are going to provide or like cheaper options, that's a good thing to like donate to people too. Now you know what will actually help them versus like something else. But yeah, totally. Like. I know, like, for a lot of unhoused people, for instance, like, you'll get donated a lot of crappy cotton t-shirts, but those are terrible, right? The, 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 little, the little gaps in the cotton, they get wet and they stay wet, and mm. it is much worse to be cold and wet than it is just to be cold, right? Mm-hmm. And, and these, the whole system of clothing, designed by Mark Twight, Mark Twain's brother, Mark Twight, he, um, the, the, the idea is not to keep you dry, the idea is to let you dry off quickly, right? So you can mm. get wet, you can sweat, but um, it's much more preferential to be able to dry off quickly. And that's what cotton doesn't do. And so that's why cotton is is considered to be like your worst choice here. Um, wow. So if you're base layer, you want to go with the two options, I guess. Well, it's, it's uh, like many things. It's a continuum, not a binary. And so you've got wool on one end and you've got synthetic on the other end. Um, wool is really nice because... It doesn't smell, right? Like uh, if, if you have like athletic clothing that's synthetic, it can get really stinky. Mm-hmm. If you wear it for a few days, it only gets stinkier. Wool tends to be much better for that. It also uh, doesn't catch fire and melt to you, which if, if that's important in your line of work, then, then that's Wait, a useful... Wait, repeat that? What are you... Wool is naturally fire retardant. Really? Whereas like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does everyone know this? Uh, but clearly not Shireen, but uh, <laughs> sorry, that was me. Wait, so do sheep, are sheep fireproof? Yeah, I mean, I think, I've, I mean, obviously a like, high enough temperature would still be fatal for them, but like, it, 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 yeah, that's, wow, that's Shireen's take home, yeah. That's yeah, really no, they, yeah, that, uh, we're not, we don't respect the sheep enough. But, yeah, no, we it don't. Can walk, it can that's walk a very powerful fire. ability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's not even a sheep Pokemon that could like. I was uh, just have thinking Pokemon as you said that. I was like, what a good defense. Well. Yeah. 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 Right. Someone send me a picture of a sheep Pokemon that you've designed, and I will uh, describe it on the podcast. I don't know. It's uh, unfortunately not a visual medium, but I'd still like to see your sheep drawings. All right. So. Wool is flame retardant. It's very useful in certain lines of work. It's not so important for other people. But I will say that, like, even sitting around the campfire, um, it, it is actually really shitty if your clothes melt to you. Mm. Um, I've had gloves melt on my hands, and it was unpleasant. Well, wow. and that was only like a little bit. But it, I can, I can, I can assure you that, uh, that people sitting around campfires do have their clothing catch on fire. This is not a like a, a thing. Um, it's why all your tents have to be treated with a flame retardant uh, treatment. It's that stuff that makes when your tent, you know, if you put a tent away when it's wet and hot, you leave it in the back of your truck, 
it gets really sticky when you mm. when you get it out. That's yeah. a flame retardant treatment on your tent. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Only got about fire today. So the the problem with wool though is that you have to treat it with care. Like you don't want to be tumble drying wool, right? And it can kind of get misshapen. Um, there are like hybrids. The thing called new yarn, which I like a lot, um, mm. which is like a wool synthetic hybrid. I have lots of cloth stuff made of that, mm. and then. Uh, there are full synthetic things like um, I have a little base layer here. Again, this being mainly a podcast, only Shireen can see this. <laughs> I'm describing a, a piece of clothing. It, it looks like cloth. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to be fucked here for the next hour or so. Um, <laughs> but what am I looking at? It's like it looked kind of like textured or something. Yeah, so it's like, like got this. Um, yes, yes, it's ribbed. I'll try. Sleeve. We've just move right past that it's uh it's ribbed it uh and that's to allow like the the little bits that touch your skin keep you warm but then the the channels allow for it to breathe right for moisture nice. to move away and wick away from your body so and that's the that's the synthetic hybrid or just the synthetic? Yeah, this is synthetic it's uh, oh, spandex cool. and polyester it's got this like it's very thin you can see through it mm-hmm. but it's also very warm it's made wow, by a company cool. called beyond clothing i would Caution people against having too thick. If you're planning on actually hiking or being active, or like, you know, let's say you work in construction, uh, you work in agriculture, maybe you just have a job where you have to go to remote places. You're a doctor who who has to treat people in remote places, or you're a you know, wind turbine engineer, or you know, work on railway lines or something. Um, you know, if you're going to be active, having too thick of a base layer can be really annoying because if it heats up, that's kind of your last option. And if it's really thick and you've tried to rely on that for most of your warmth, then you're going to overheat. And then when you overheat, you're going to sweat a lot. And when you sweat a lot, that sweat is then going to soak your layer, right? And then when it gets cold, you're going to be wet and cold. And that is bad. Um, So consider if your base layer, like a lightweight or a mid-late thing, and try and get your warmth from something else is what I would suggest. I really like the the new yarn one. Like I said, there's one made by Black Diamond called a Rhythm... Uh, t-shirt, which I really like. I've loaded those. They're often on sale. You can get them really cheap. Um, if you're looking for something really cheap, I would say to just avoid cotton. So you, you can look for things which are polyester or nylon. Uh, and those are going to be a lot better than just your cotton t-shirt. They are going to smell. They're going to get pretty stinky. But uh, you can often find them for around the same price, right? Um, if it's very cold, you may want base layers for your legs as well. Good ones for those are hard to get cheap. I like ones that zip all the way off, like 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 uh, you know, like like Chippendale style. Yeah, but you want zips all the way down the side. Oh, zippers! So they're not yeah. pull on. No, yeah, because then you have to take your boots off, right? So oh, if you're oh wow, they think of everything. Drop your trousers, put those on, because oh. taking your boots off in the snow and then hopping around. No, I mean it sounds very uh, impractical. So that's cool. They yeah. thought of that. That's very yeah. Smart. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice, yes, yeah, technology has given us many things. Uh, there's a company called Kuyu, uh, who's chiefly a hunting company, but they make a really nice, like, side zip leg base layer, um, which I think I would recommend for a lot of people if, you, if it's really cold where you are. With, I guess, trousers generally, it's, they're a lot less complicated than upper layers, but um, the, the things you want in the cold really are, again, something that's not going to, like, cause you to sweat a lot. Uh, so I wouldn't suggest everyone like going around in waterproof trousers. I really like ones that um, have vents, like mechanical vents, so you can open up, so you can cool off. These guys, right? Like they, they, the pockets are mesh. Mm-hmm. So if you open the pocket, not only can you like get your accessories out, but you can also like vent off the heat that way. And so that way you don't soak them out with sweat, right? Um, there's a company called Beyond who makes every possible weight and size of trouser i really like their stuff i use their stuff a lot um you can get knee pad pockets as well which are super useful not only if you're like uh be like you see them in military gear a lot but if you're working say in construction or carpentry or something like that you have to kneel a lot it's really nice to have a little knee pad um so those get a recommendation for that the uh, for a cheap one the prada make a pant called the stretch zion which i think is really nice climbing them all the time, they can often be found really cheap. Your next thing is your active insulation. So that's, you need to 
warm yourself when you're active, right? So there's two types of insulation in the system that's active and static. Um, one is for when you're moving and the other is for where you're stationary. And your active insulation is, people used to call this a mid-layer, but that was back when people wore like wool jumpers and you kind of had to keep it covered from the world or it would get wet and stretched out and very, very heavy. Uh, but sometimes this will actually be your outer layer. So I, I don't think mid-layer is a great term. That's what they used to call it. People used to use fleeces a lot. Fleeces are fine, but again, they can get very, very heavy if they get wet. Some of them don't breathe very well, and, and they can sort of very quickly become too hot if you're exercising. And uh, they're not very windproof. They don't block the wind at all. So a much better choice is something called a grid fleece. So like the base layer I was talking to you about, it has like a little grid pattern that allows for moisture and air to move away from your body. So like you're less likely to overheat. There's a really cool fabric called Polotech Alpha, which you should look for. Rather than like looking for a specific item, if you look for Polotech Alpha or Polotech Alpha Direct, then you can scout around for stuff that's on sale and find something that's that's really nice. Um, it kind of looks a bit fleecy, but but it's also a grid pattern. It's really warm and it's very small. I have a few things that are like made of that. I have one from a moot called the Alpha 60. So there are different weights, right? 60, 90, 120. 60 is the least, I think 90, it's grams per square meter, but 90 grams per square meter is pretty much a good mid-zone for almost everyone. So that's what to look for in those. If you're looking for a cheap mid-layer, so a cheap way to stay warm while you're moving around, the US military has this thing called a waffle top, because inside of it looks like a waffle, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess grid was, no, they, they like to give things baby names in, in, in the US Army. Oh, look, Shireen's got one. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, I love a waffle top. I'm always yeah. cold all the time, so I just. I'm also a cold yeah, person, but yeah, yeah, I do love a waffle top. Yeah, but yeah, those waffle tops you can get them super cheap everywhere online. Uh, I would caution people against getting. It can be easy to find like a thing which has got like a waffle backer and a soft shell front, and it's like your wind shell, your rain shell. But those are really warm and they're really big and bulky, and it's quite hard to wear them if you're actually moving with any sort of intention um, so you, that's where you want to keep your things separate so you can choose um choose what like exactly how warm you are rather than being forced to be like a certain level of warm um, talking of, of forcing people to do things shireen well it's time for us to force them to listen to some adverts let's do it Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're back. Uh, so Shireen's voice. And... We are talking now about the other part of keeping yourself warm, which is static insulation. This is the like big warm jacket, if one likes uh, your happy jacket, uh, the one that like makes the cold go away. Right. The deal here is that like a big puffy jacket is pretty crappy to wear. Again, if you're moving with any intention, right? Like unless it's seriously like Arctic cold, then it, it's hard to hike or climb. 
in, in a big puffy jacket. So what this guy is for is for when you stop moving. Uh, so if you're hiking, that would mean when you stop to regroup or you stop to have a snack or um, to get, put your camp together or whatever, it's good to have like a really big jacket that is warm that you can toss on immediately. Um, putting clothes on once you are cold is, is generally not the deal. Uh, the deal is putting them on so you don't get cold because all you're mm. doing with all these layers, right, is trapping air against your body that is warm. That's what the little little the grid parts in the grid fleece do and that's what all the little feathers in the down jacket do right they're just trapping pockets of air that you heat up so if you wait till you're really cold it's going to take you a lot longer to get to get warm the thing to do is once once you, when you're moving you're nice and warm you stop you're going to get cold so if you toss on that jacket then 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 you can stay cold uh, stay warm down jackets are really complicated if there are a couple of issues with like cheap down jackets that, that make them probably best avoided. One is that if you're not using ethically sourced down, the, the, uh, the industry can be pretty abusive, right? That, that down is comprised of feathers that come from ducks and geese. It's not very nice to ducks and geese uh, to kill them and steal their feathers. And, and um, if you're going to do it at all, if that's something that you choose to do, you, you should at least try and find ethically sourced down, in my opinion. The other thing is that down natural down when it gets wet it clumps up and it doesn't work anymore it uh it, it doesn't insulate you right no like nicer downs modern more like modern downs are treated with uh, water repellent coating so they don't mm. tend to do that as much but the other thing with down is like you like a lot of numbers get thrown at you when you're looking at a down jacket like if you if you look at them on the internet it's all kinds of information some of that stuff is bullshit the things that are important are the fill power and the fill weight the fill power is it tells you how many cubic inches of loft one ounce of that down will fill so a higher number is better right a higher number is more puffy and then your fill weight tells you how much of that down is used in a jacket so a higher fill power jacket with a lower Let's say a 400 full power jacket with 60 grams of fill weight would be as warm as an 800 full power jacket with 30 grams of fill weight. So once you get your fill power and your fill weight, then you get a pretty good idea of how warm a jacket is going to be. Um, so the other alternative to natural down is synthetic down, right? Where that stands out is like it, it can get wet and you can generally like baby it a bit less. Um, but it doesn't pack down as well, and it is tends to be heavier. Mm. And you don't get full power, but you do get full weight. So if you're the jacket I use is synthetic because, like, I I like to shove it in my bag, and sometimes it, it's wet, or like sometimes it gets a bit wet. Right? I just I don't like to have to like try and baby it so much. I also, for ethical reasons, prefer that. There's a company called Prima Loft, uh, P R I M A. They make synthetic insulations that are very good, uh, and they they make some from post-consumer recycled plastics, uh, and uh, they have some that are biodegradable as well. Um, so I really like. Cool. Yeah, it's cool, right? Like, like I saw something a while ago on how ducks and geese are treated for like down, and it may be very. I was sad. like, I didn't really want to ask because I don't really <clears throat> need to know more to, than I already do because I don't buy that stuff anyway. But do they are, are there? birds that die exclusively for their feathers or at least do they die for meat and their feathers i think they die exclusively for, i'm sure they are eaten but they are raised like the commercial product is, is their feathers basically because they, they kill them much younger yeah it's shitty there are like ethically sourced downs which i think if you know if if, if you're a, a consumer of animal products um, for the most part i avoid them most of my wool stuff i got uh, before I was vegan, but I, I think if, if you're picking between wool and down, I think the down industry is. It, it's hard to be mean to sheep in a way that people are mean to poultry, because uh, sheep just aren't having it, they'll die. Uh, well, also, you're not like sh shearing wool is different than plucking feathers. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, then killing an animal to, yeah, to, uh, yeah there's a distinct thing going on there. So, yeah, I, I prefer not to have, I have a few down jackets. Um, that you know, I, I keep and baby and look after, but um, 
for the most part, I use the generally these are called belay parkers, the the sort of static insulation layer. Because when you're belaying, when you're climbing, right, you don't put them on for climbing. But then when, when you're on belay, you're stationary, so you put them on. Um, mm. And it's nice to have a hood on these two, right? Because you don't want to be like, oh, I've got to get my beanie out, got my jacket on. You want to just be able to put your one big warm jacket on, um, and then you're warm. Um, so, is it true that you can lose like heat from your head and your or uh, like I've always heard that like if you wear a beanie you can stay warm better is that not true <laughs> yeah I mean you can lose heat from your head and so it's a part of your body I mean okay I, I know technically that makes yeah. sense yeah but yeah it's like maybe you it's lose... like a mom thing to say to their kids where it's just like cover your head don't go out when your hair is wet yeah you, you can lose heat from any sort of exposed surface area right uninsulated part of your body um, I think sometimes people overestimate the role played by your head. Like, mm. you know, people say you lose 90% of your heat from your head. This isn't true, right? Like, okay. uh, this is why we don't climb mountains in like fur hats and speedos. Like, um, it, you you do want to cover your head when it's cold and, and it can make a big difference, especially like your ears, you know, where the circulation is close to mm-hmm. the skin. They can get cold. Your nose, right? You can get frost nip. Your right. nose and your ears, Um so, like, you do want to cover those things. Having a like a kafia or a uh, right. is it a snood? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Okay, and, but that's enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a buff is a trade name. A bufanda. A buff. A buff. Like a bufanda. Yeah. Oh no, kafia is a great suggestion. Good job. Dude. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have a kafia that I've worn up and down many mountains. It's really nice because if you tuck it into the neck of your jacket mm. it kind of blocks all the wind gaps mm-hmm. and then it's already warm because it's it's been inside there so when you go from jacket to sleeping bag you just wrap that guy around your shoulders nice and then it's you're warm um multi-purpose you know i, I love and also if you have a kafia, you can use it to pre-filter water right because you want to get rid of the turbidity so like if you're if you're filtering from muddy water you can put your kefir over the lid of your bottle oh, and then rubber band it down that. Well. scoop yeah yeah many used to make a sling out of it um hmm. i once used it to uh to hold gauze on a, a leg wound that i had wow you've lived a life yeah <laughs> many of my kefirs lived a life <laughs> just <laughs> i'm just here for the ride so yeah, that's your uh, your down jacket. If you do want like a down animal down duck down jacket, uh, the decathlon ones are really good for the money. Decathlon is a French sport. It's like French REI uh, mm-hmm. or a European REI. It's huge in Europe, not so big in America, but their stuff's at excellent value. Also, if you want to get really dorky about down jackets and warm jackets, the ultralight subreddit, uh, a, a place where I definitely go sometimes. Uh, more times than I should uh, is you can you can find like someone has made a spreadsheet uh, ranking like the fill power, fill weight, and price of of different down jackets. So if you want to get into it, you can get really into it there. You can spend a lot of your life uh, on that subreddit if you want to. So the next layer, and this kind of plays into the 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 two insulation things, is is your wind layer. So a lot of the way we experience cold as humans is through wind, right? Because of the uh, the way we it, that's why we have the concept of wind chill, right? The air rushing mm-hmm. past you cools mm-hmm. you a lot more than that same temperature without the air rushing past you. And this is often how we experience cold in the outdoors, especially, right? So having something like active insulation is great, but often like that alpha fabric, for instance, it's you can see through it. It can be very warm, but it doesn't do anything to block the wind, and that's mm-hmm. sort of by design, right? Because it's allowing vapor to move out which is what you want but you do sometimes especially in windy conditions need a layer to block the wind that's your wind layer it also helps a lot in not trashing your expensive insulation layers like a very nice down jacket uh, will sometimes have a very low the denier count is like the thickness of the fabric so a nice down jacket will still have a can often have a low denier count it's not really designed to be like so like recently I've been out in Hakumba building shelters for people, right? So I'm constantly carrying lumber and, uh, you know, using tools and, and mm-hmm. cutting stuff. And, and if, if you wear your fancy, expensive, super light down jacket, you're going to shred it. Uh, and then you're going to end up with little patches of duct tape all over it. And, and now your expensive down jacket is not as warm as it used to be. Well, well. Yeah. Sad time for you. So you can avoid this by either just 
not wearing it for that or uh, covering it with with a wind layer, which also helps because even those down jackets often like the wind can get right through them. Um, so a wind layer is is a really nice option for a number of those reasons. Also, you can often just wear it above your base layer and even down to pretty cold when you're moving, trail running, like people trail run, I'm sure they'll have, have already know this, but if you're hiking, you're trail running, if you're climbing, uh, a wind layer can really like increase the range of temperatures which you can work in without getting too cold. Um, and like they're very small. Mine is like the size of maybe a tennis ball um, mm. when I pack it down, but wow. it makes you a lot warmer. Um, you don't want one that blocks all of the wind because then you won't be able to, it won't be breathable, right? Oh. So you want yeah. something that's a little bit breathable. The one I have, I looked up the one I like, it's called a, Mountain Hardware Core Air Shell, but Core is spelt with a K. Um, that's how you know it's of cool. Of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> you got to you got to get it in there. Got it. Get it in there somewhere. Uh, and then wear is spelt like uh, you know, like like wearing clothes. And so double puns on their spellings. It, it's made of this stuff called Pertex Quantum Air, which is really cool. It feels like silky, um, but it, it's a synthetic fabric and it's really nice. Um, and it's very small and it's very light. And like you could put it in in if you had like a if you're wearing like cargo trousers, you know, uh, you, you could put it in the side pocket um, or cargo shorts if you're that kind of person. So those, if you're looking for a cheaper thing to block the wind, like you can find pretty cheap wind cheaters right out there. You don't want something that's very plasticky and then kind of clammy. Mm. And you're going to sweat up in. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get surplus British windproof smocks that are really nice. I use those all the time when I'm working outside because I have loads of pockets. They're uh, nylon cotton blend so they're not all cotton and they uh they're very like robust you know they, they're not going to wear wear down or, or like get destroyed if you're carrying lumber or you know rock climbing right if you're into climbing like a lot of this stuff will you need something with a thicker face fabric otherwise you're going to destroy it when you're climbing especially if you're climbing somewhere like joshua tree where like the rock is like sandpaper mm -hmm. and it eats your clothing the final layer is your waterproof, right? You, it's a final one because like you want to avoid wearing your waterproof really. Like I think far too many people where like they rely on waterproof coats when it's not raining enough to need one. Uh, the problem with waterproofs is if rain can't come in, moisture can't really come out. Like e even fabrics like Gore-Tex, Pertex, and they say that they're breathable, but I think anybody who's tried to exercise hard in a Gore-Tex jacket will tell you that they're not. Like, um, like if you're hiking with a group and you all put on your Gore-Tex, then you need to move slower because mm -hmm. you're going to overheat and then you're going to get wet from the inside because you're sweating. Um, and that's not what you want. And so waterproof is important because when it's really wet and you're outside, you don't want to get soaked, right? But it, it's also not something you should be wearing most of the time. What you want to look for in a waterproof, again, there are like statistics, uh, numbers. Um, one of them is the, it's, it's the pressure resistance of the fabric. Like it's expressed in the, as the height of a water column in millimeters until it can like push through the water resistance of the fabric. Does that make sense? No, not at all. Okay. Well, thank you for your honesty. That's <laughs> 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 good. Um, it's, if you imagine like that, like I have a, a tube, right? It's, a, it's yeah. a linear tube, like a cylinder. And then I put it on my waterproof fabric, right? I put my waterproof fabric at the bottom of the tube. And then I put one millimeter of water. It doesn't do anything. Two mils, three mils, four oh, mils. I, so I keep yeah. adding until, until it pushes through the fabric. So that's, that's called like a pressure? What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, that's a pressure. It's sometimes expressed in pounds per square inch as well. Okay, cool. It's useful if you're like skiing or snowboarding. Um, like, especially if you're skiing or snowboarding badly and you're going to spend a lot of time like sat on your ass. Um, and, uh, or, you know, otherwise working in snow, like kneeling in snow. That, that's very handy. There's also a statistic which is probably more useful. It's the millimeters of rain in 24 hours before it, like, wets out and becomes permeable. So if you live somewhere really wet, like Belgium or the UK, Belgium just sticks out in my head as a place where it rained all the time, but maybe that's just my bitterness. You're looking for, like, something in the 20,000 range. That's a jacket that you can pretty much wear all day in the wet and be fine. Uh, Gore-Tex Pro Fabric, I know, is 28,000. So I think that's kind of your gold standard. 
but uh, anything over 20,000 is fine. And then breathability is the last one. Uh, moisture vapor transfer rate. And again, anything over 20,000 is good. Um, the other thing to look for in a waterproof is taped seams. And so, you know, the bits where it's stitched together. Mm -hmm. um, if there isn't tape behind those seams, then water can get in through that stitching. Mm. Um, and like, I've seen people get very expensive jackets, which inexplicably don't have tape seams. Um, I think it's like maybe a, a fashion jacket or something, but I right. have like wet, like down every seam, like they take off their jacket. I would be like, love well, to see wet. you <laughs> with a group of like people just that are wearing these kinds of clothing and just like you judging them quietly. <laughs> <laughs> That's me every day, Serene. Every day when you see me, I'm judging people for their outdoor clothing. Uh, it just it just happens inside my head. It's my inside voice. I'm happy that people are outside and I just want them to have a comfortable, enjoyable experience. That's a good like um thing to focus on if you want to like make sure it's like not a fashion jacket versus like utilitarian whatever, you know? Like, yeah. like is it gonna actually be helpful or are you just gonna look cool? Or is it going to do both? Yeah, you can do both. Uh, like, I, like I, you should feel good in what you're wearing and wear things that make you feel happy about yourself and your body and, and, and however you want to appear is fine. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just want you to be comfortable and safe. But he will judge you. <laughs> I won't judge you. I, I would judge you if you're doing something that might put you in, in danger Fair. or someone more equally. Like, you can put yourself in danger again. I don't care. Like, if you want a free solo, fucking have it. But uh, don't put other people in danger without their consent, I guess. Uh, which you're doing if you go outside because uh, someone has to come get you if, if you get in trouble out there. And uh, that's not, not a risk free endeavor. Right, returning from my judgmental character to waterproof jackets. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Shireen, you know what else I am judging? How my voice sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm re I'm remaining aloof from judgment, <laughs> Shireen. <laughs> I, I I would never, uh, but but I am judging the products and services that support this show, and I'm judging them poorly uh, because gold is not a good way to spend your money. But we still love our jobs. We do love our jobs. Yeah, we do. I do enjoy my job. I, I like my job. I just uh, I I. I I want you to have nice jackets and, and not Ronald Reagan commemorative coins. So here's some adverts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. Big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're back. And yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about waterproof jackets. I think it's important. The... Other thing you want to look for, right? Uh, so your um, your tape seams are good, uh, and then I like to have mechanical venting, which is yeah. You you mentioned that earlier. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. So that this is these are vents that I can open where, uh, as opposed to venting through the fabric, mm -hmm. I want to vent through a zip that I can open up. Right. So like, I'm wearing a puffy jacket right now. That's a mechanical vent, right? If I, I, why am I saying that? Wait, because unzipping your Shire jacket is Shire mechanical yeah. venting? Shireen can see me. No one else can. It's like the sixth sense. 
uh, I, I'm a dead person and Shireen is the only person who can see me. That is <laughs> wait, why wait, wait. can I just get that straight? So just wait. unzipping your jacket counts as mechanical venting. Yeah. So like if you have a nice waterproof jacket, it will have pit zips. Okay, got it. Just what a what a fancy way just to say unzipping something. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, because you but you want like this this is not right. If I unzip and it's a pocket inside, that's okay, not mechanical fair. venting. Because James just I'm unzipped not... a, a chest pocket for yeah. those listening. Everyone, yeah, welcome everybody. to the podcast where I do stuff <laughs> and Shireen tells you what I do. Um, yes, if, if pockets are not mechanical vents, right? But you want a way. So you you've got pit zips. Some of them will have chest zips. Oh, okay. Um, ways to force that hot air out and, and allow breathability to happen, right? So I like that in in rain jackets, uh, and then I also like a hood, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, having a wet head isn't fun. Um, so this this one I like to have a hood and the, the ballet parker I like to have a hood um, sometimes the wind jacket I like to have a hood um, if you're doing climbing and you're doing uh, I never really wear a hood when I'm cycling but uh, other helmet actually if you're caving or canyoneering it might be a good idea to check the hood situation with the helmet that you wear for that activity so like for climbing you know you lots of people will say they have a helmet compatible hood but I don't know what helmet those people are wearing uh, because it, it, they don't fit over like even a, a pretty low profile climbing helmet. Mm. Um, so if you know if you can go to your local outdoor shop, take take your helmet. Uh, you know, don't don't be afraid of trying it on with a helmet on. And you want these all really to be cut to allow you to move, right? Like a lot of modern outdoor gear, it looks really nice, like when you're going about town, but it's cut kind of too tight. In that, mm. look while it looks very trendy, it can inhibit your movement, right? And and, and so. You want to be aware of that. You may have to size up. Um, and it's not because you've got bigger. It's because clothes have got smaller. Also, if you're layering, that would make sense anyway, right? Yeah, definitely. And you want to have your waterproof cut so it can go over your stuff, right? Because if it rains, you just want to chuck that thing on. Uh, and likewise, you want to have that big ballet parker cut so that it can fit over your other layers, right? Because, it, again, you want to be able to chuck that on as soon as you stop. And your windproof jacket, too, so you can use it to protect you're more expensive. Um, you, you can even, I know people who do the windproof jacket over the Gore-Tex uh, mm. just to protect it, right? Um, I have two Gore-Texes. I, like, I have one that's very small and very thin and that I um, like keep as an emergency Like if, if I don't expect it to rain or expect for it, but I'm going on a, a week-long trip. I'm, I'm not going to you know, want to be completely fucked if it rains. So I, I bring a little one. It's called the Mountain Hardware Minimizer. Um, kind of the name gives it away but it's just very small it's made of Gore-Tex pack light which is like the the lower tier of acceptable Gore-Tex but it's fine you know like I go outside a lot and I use it and it's fine it, it doesn't breathe quite as well but um, you can uh, again overcome that right with some with some zips that unzip and then if it's going to be right all day I have a jacket that's a bit heavier thicker packs bigger but um, the one I have is from a hunting company called Forlow Mm. F-R-L-O-H. It's really nice. Often, for some reason, hunting stuff in recent years has got a lot better and outdoor stuff kind of has... It used to... Hunting stuff used to be shitty, uh, but oh. it's it's kind of overtaken it for some reason. And sometimes it's also nice to have stuff that isn't bright orange and isn't like... You know, Do you, you have a theory like, of why that is? Because people have a metric shit ton of money and mm. uh, wealthy people have got into backcountry hunting because they want to have a big dead thing. Uh, but... These are not people who maybe some people some people are sending it really fucking hard doing hunting doing like ten twelve day hunts uh, and and they're hardcore outdoors people as well and they're very wealthy people that like to be uncomfortable and they will spend a lot of money on expensive jackets that that, that's my theory yeah thanks for coming to my TED talk those are the two things that you really want with any waterproof you do need to take care of them a thing with Gore-Tex that everyone should be aware of is it has what are called forever plastics in it. And they are really not good for the environment. Um, and not only are they not good for the environment when it's made, and, uh, this isn't just Gore-Tex, right? I'm not, Gore-Tex is a brand, they make fabrics. And I'm not just, it, it, it's with all those, like, uh, those, those kinds of multi-layer laminate waterproofs. And the, it's not just when they're made, it's also when water sloughs off them, right? Like, like, so when it rains on you and then that, that, the rain, you know, the raindrop goes into the stream, the stream goes into the river and the river goes into the ocean. Um, the little forever plastics are still there and that's not good 
um, it, 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 I would imagine, as with many things, it, it, it's more not good than we know right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so some brands like uh, Fjallraven won't use Gore-Tex in their stuff for that reason. They don't have any forever plastics. Instead, they use waxes. I think people are kind of maybe have forgotten or like you don't see as much of it as you, as you used to. But uh, wax jackets are really good if it's going to rain all day. If, if you're not so concerned about weight, you can get like a, a waxed cotton jacket or a waxed canvas jacket. Um, like Carhartt makes some, right? Or Filson. I have a nice Filson jacket that I wear a lot. Um, and it's it's way less fragile, but it, it is much heavier. But it, it's also better for the planet. Um, so that's something to consider. If you do have a Gore-Tex jacket, like it's not something that I feel good, like having five Gore-Tex jackets, you know, and like buying new ones every year. Like you should try and take care of them. And uh, there's a product called Nick Wax, which is really good. You should use Nick Wax stuff when you're washing any of your outdoor Right. If you're washing down, you should use Nick Wax down wash or you'll really fuck up your expensive down jacket. Um, so I think that's a good thing. And then, yeah, wax, like consider how often you're really out in an absolute downpour. And if that's not very often, like maybe you're okay with a wind layer or like just waxing the shoulders of, of your, like I have a cotton jacket behind me that I just wax the shoulders off. Um, but like it's like a smock with lots of pockets and I just put wax... I uh, bought some Greenland wax, which is a which is a Fjallraven thing, and wax the shoulders so the shoulders are impermeable to water. Does it look different? Like, uh, does it look like shiny? Yeah, it looks a little bit shiny, uh, but like it's not bad. And if you do it like better than me, then uh, then it won't like look as shiny. But can you you can yeah, see I it's can a little, see that. Not that bad. Shi- no, it's not that bad. It it's not. It's kind of fun. I know. Maybe other people do other things for fun, but uh, I kind of like it. You get a hairdryer and you put, rub the wax on and then you melt it in with a hairdryer. That's what I do on Saturday nights. Um, insight into my life. Uh, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about was extremities, right? Um, I have Rainos where like... Oh, I do I have, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, really? Rainos wow. gang, yeah. Look at my I've hands. I've never met look, someone else that has it. No, yeah, cor- my corpse feet hands. are like yellow right now. I mean, not yellow. If I press them, they get yellow, but like it's... Yeah. Well, my feet and hands are always cold all the time. Yeah, 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 same. Uh, and it's miserable. I hate having cold hands. Literally, look uh, at this. Wait, I just bought these recently. These are electric okay. hand warmers. Oh They're wow! Chargeable, and I keep them. Uh, now I just walk around with these all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Nice. Yeah, it is nice to have warm hands. And if you too, or if you're a fellow hands colder, there are some things you can do. Uh, I think sometimes people wear really thick gloves that that stop the hands moving and that doesn't really increase circulation or they'll have cold wrists and then hmm. you, it's kind of, there's like a temperature, you know, that blood's getting cold, right? It's hitting your hands. Um, so I found like having a base layer or a, a mid a uh, active insulation layer with thumb loops really helps because then the thumb loops make sure that the sleeve goes all the way into the glove. Um, and I would encourage you rather than wearing one big ass pair of gloves to have like a glove i know this sounds really dorky but like a glove system so like a thin fleecy glove and then a shell glove which is either waterproof or windproof um and then if you want to you can then stack that with a mitten on top of that right mittens Uh, yeah i love a mitten mittens are so cute yeah get your uh person who sews in your life to sew your pair of Mm -hmm. mittens Uh, have them join with a little string so you can run that through the sleeves of your jacket (laughs) so you don't lose them Uh, i used to have those yeah me too i feel like or maybe i just imagined having one i can't i can't uh, figure out what are memories and what are not memories anymore but i love those kinds of mittens yeah, maybe I'll make I'll knit you some, Shireen, next <gasps> winter. James. Um, yeah, wouldn't, no, yeah. I can't believe you have. Wait, how did you say it in 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 Br- British voice? Mittens. No, no, no ray nouns, ray. Rainos. Rainos. Is that how yeah. you say it? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Like Reno, they're they're French. Yeah, anyway. that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think mine. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just from being naturally cold, but. Uh, Holding onto the handlebars of a bicycle, racing over cobbles for years oh, and years wow. and years has really fucked the circulation and sensation in my hands. Yeah, uh, I can it's imagine. The same thing that happens if you work a um, jackhammer. Wow. I never yeah, thought my of hands that. get cold. Yeah, it's good, not good, not good for the, the human body to do anything that much. Outdoor research make a good glove system, but they only make it for the military and they won't sell it to you, which is lame. Yeah, there's a lot of like so. One of the reasons that uh, 
some of this surplus clothing comes up is because it's designed as a system, which is good, right? It's one piece designed to work with another piece. Uh, and like, for instance, Patagonia makes a uh, protective combat uniform for the army as much as they would like to not talk about it. it it's still true. And uh, I've written about it before, but they, um, they make a really good system and it's great. And it, you know, it's just got like, they actually have like this little graphic that's like, if it's this cold, wear this. If it's this cold and wet, wear this. Mm -hmm. If it's this cold and windy, wear this. And it's very handy for people, especially people who may not have grown up or had that kind of experience or just had the chance to try different products because they're very expensive, right? It's very handy to be like, okay, this, this, and this. And then you only need these five or six pieces that way, as opposed to having dozens of jackets and dozens of different things for different weathers. So like it, it works very well and it frustrates me that they don't do the same thing when selling to people who are not in the military. Um, yeah. So, like, the other things I wanted to do with extremities real quick, uh, socks. Socks, it goes the same way as gloves. Like, you don't want to... Sock a system? A sock system, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're picking up what I'm putting down, Shireen. <laughs> I have a sock system, but it's not your... It's not anything about this. Tell me about your... Yeah. Okay. Well, my, my, my feet are always cold. This is not a sock, but I do wear this in my house. Oh, wow. Shireen is showing me, uh, it looks like, uh, it's kind of a moon boot, but made of <laughs> fluff. It looks like a Yeti's foot. It's very warm. <laughs> I don't wear shoes in my house, so I either always have those slippers on or socks. But my sock system is, these socks can never mingle. I have outside socks, I have house socks, and I have bed socks. And those socks remain in their sections. An outdoor sock cannot come in my bed. Does that make sense? It That's does. Yeah, no, I'm fascinated to learn yeah. more about this. <laughs> when we start recording, I'm going to inquire more about Shireen's sock collection. Uh, it's, yeah, very interesting to me. Anyway, yeah, it's not eroticism. But I, I think, so no. same thing with gloves. You're saying like they should be layered? Yeah, I mean, I with socks, I think the big thing is to... Uh, like not always be trying to i think people want to wear like a big thick wool sock because it's cold and then if you're kind of cram that into your same boot you're going to restrict circulation you're not going to be able to move your feet right um, so what i would do instead is either have a couple of pairs of thin socks or use a warmer fabric so like alpaca wool is very warm for its weight the other nice thing about wool socks is again they insulate when they're wet right so um your feet are going to sweat Mm -hmm. you're moving and and, uh, and so you want something that's not going to get your feet cold right especially if you're a person who already gets cold feet so um merino wool is good alpaca wool is very good but you, yeah you don't want to restrict with like one big fluffy sock um you can get insulated boots if it's really cold i right down until below freezing i don't like insulated boots because uh, again I, I don't like my feet to get sweaty and uh what would you wear on your feet for that kind of weather? They get really cold. Just Gore-Tex boots. Um, I wear the same boots for almost everything unless it's like jungly. If, if, if you're going to get wet, like Gore-Tex boots suck, right? Because they take forever to dry. So like if you're in the jungle and the water's going to come over your boots, then you shouldn't wear Gore-Tex boots. If you're not, I have some... Would you like to know exactly what boots I have? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, we're not sponsored, though. Maybe we should. No. Yeah. Us. Yeah. Yeah. I did get some of this shit for free when I was working in the outdoor industry, but no one's paying us to say this. Uh, yeah. I have Solomon Quest 4D Gore-Tex oh, yeah. boots. I think I have. Those are. Wait, I have those. Wait, no. Which ones do I have? I did like a bunch of research a couple years ago when I got my new hiking boots, and I feel like I have the Solomons. Or there, those were the ones I. No, no, no. I do have the Solomons because I returned the other one that everyone likes, which is what's it called? The Hokas, the Hokas. Hokas. Oh yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Hokas make great, lovely running shoes. I'm not. A, I don't have a preference for them. I, I think personally. they were. I mean, I just didn't understand the hype, so I remember switching over to or returning those and getting the Solomons. Wow, look at us. Yeah, yeah, Team Solomon over here. Yeah, uh, they're vegan too. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, if you have leather boots, you can snow seal them around this time of year, and, and but then they'll be a bit less breathable, but a bit more waterproof. But um, yeah, consider not over cramming like thick socks in, into boots of the same size. If, you, if you're if you going to get a specific pair of winter boots, get them a size bigger and then you could wear a thicker sock. Mm -hmm. uh, I would probably do that before I went to an insulated boot until it was really cold, like Arctic stuff. You then need an insulated boot. Um, Vasque makes some nice insulated boots that I've used. 
and then hats is the last one hats again like uh it, it depends a little bit on the temperature but uh, i have a couple of wool beanies that i got years and years and years ago and they're very good and they're very warm um the only thing is when they get wet they kind of stretch out a bit so you, they, they uh they don't love getting wet you might want to put a uh put a hood over yourself otherwise a, a fleece beanie is really good people are sleeping on the fleece beanie but like a micro fleece stretchy beanie is very nice um i tend to take them when i travel because i'm a cold person and planes are cold um, so if i have that and my little kefir in my bag then i can kind of wrap myself up uh on the plane and i probably look a bit weird to everyone else but i don't care uh because i am warm and, and planes are cold i think that is the end of my TED talk on, well, on warm, warm clothing. I didn't think yeah, we that, would talk for an hour about cold stuff. Uh, Shireen, I didn't think we'd keep it under an hour. I was, Wait, I was, really? <laughs> yeah, no. It's, I've been training my whole life for this shit. Like, I, uh, I love... I used to... Like, my whole job used to be to tell people what to wear and, and, and take with them when they go outside. Wait, really? So, yeah, I was outdoor industry journalist for years and oh, years. And that was wow. how I started my little... When I was a little baby journalist. So you're the expert here. A little baby journalist I wrote. I, I don't think I'm an expert, but uh, I will say, I, I, well, I tell you what, there's my other little soapbox. You will read a lot of reviews and sometimes like like the reviews for Boots did, they, they steered Shireen in, in a good direction. Not everyone who's writing those reviews is going outside very much is what I will say uh, or sending it very hard. Uh, some of them undoubtedly are, but a lot of them are trying to get you to click a link which will return a certain percentage to the website that you're clicking the link from. Um, so four or five percent back right and and you may for instance some of the brands i've mentioned here don't have that it's called affiliate marketing and if brands don't have affiliate marketing you generally can't put it in articles for lots of magazines uh, about the outdoors this is uh something that i fucking loathe uh and and you uh you can't be honest and say this is my favorite thing uh everything's designed to be seo'd and to get you to click something and to return some affiliate revenue to the website so I would take a lot of those reviews with a pinch of salt. Um, also, just small brands struggle to get into into a lot of into a lot of magazines because they don't have the marketing money to, to send piles and piles of free stuff. Um, so, yeah, be cautious about what you read. And if you look around, you know, if, you, if you're looking at the, this shit, like, like I absolutely have jackets that cost several hundred dollars that I, I got for free, or right, okay. I made some employer pay for because I was going somewhere horrifically inhospitable to human life like alaska or uh, alaska's actually lovely i'd like to live there that's the dream right one day i'll podcast my way to a million dollars and raise sheep in alaska i was looking for tickets to alaska yesterday actually oh I, hell yeah i want to see after the this show we're, we're talking about alaska yeah um, yeah, yeah i need we'll to talk see about those it. lights yep yeah <laughs> yeah yeah go get after it uh but I, I, I don't really support moving to alaska and colonizing people's land because uh shouldn't do that Fair, uh, fair. Don't don't do extra colonizing. I'm already doing enough. I feel bad about it. But so yeah, I would suggest people take those reviews with a pinch of salt. Um, there are websites like Gear Trade where you can find used stuff. eBay offer up. A lot of people buy outdoor stuff. Go camping once, get cold, get wet, get sad. Slap it on the internet and, and sell it for pennies versus what it's worth. So uh, you yeah. don't have to buy any of this stuff new. Most of these companies also have bomber warranties. Uh, and I'm just going to leave that there as to the combination of secondhand purchasing or warranties, but you can probably join the dots. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me for this. I learned a lot. Right. Thanks for joining me, Shireen, and sharing with me fun. your sock system. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was really intimate. <laughs> no, I think this stuff is like underrated how important it is. I feel like, I mean, like unless you're always outdoors and you're like, you're an outdoorsy person, I think you wouldn't know exactly the best way to keep warm. And it's good to know, like, what will actually help someone if you want to, I don't know, donate stuff to them. So yeah, yeah, we have been plagued with donations of really shitty blankets. For instance, it's no one's fault. I generally understand that people care, and like, it, 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 I'm so proud that people want to help, and it makes me so happy to see people taking the money that I know none of us have enough of, and 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 buying stuff. But like, for instance. A thick wool blanket is going to do so much more than two or three very thin micro fleece mm -hmm. blankets. You know, if, you, if you're looking towards your local unhoused community, right? Again, like think about things that are durable and that will still insulate when they're wet. Um, wool, if you if you do wool, then then that's a great choice for a lot of those things. Um, 
And yeah. uh, but perhaps we can have one of my unhoused friends on to talk about like effective donations. The best way to help people who are unhoused is to give them money and that they can buy the things that they need because they know about the things that, that is they good. Need. That is a good point. And so, yeah, that, yeah. that, yeah, that's my last thing for today. Give people who need things money so they can buy them. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.